Welcome to AM Best Audio. The pandemic, the war in Ukraine, and growing awareness of climate risk have heightened economic, social, and political uncertainty over the past two years. As a result, demands from stakeholders for action on environmental, social, and governance factors continue to intensify, according to the 2022 FM Global Resilience Index. I'm Lori Chortis for AMBEST TV. Joining me now to talk about that and other findings from this year's annual index is Penti Tofta, Staff Senior Vice President, Data Analytics at FM Global. Penti, Denmark, Switzerland, and Luxembourg top this year's index, but which countries stand out as the most improved risk? Yeah, it's interesting when you look at um, the countries that move over time. Um, so, a country like Belgium, for instance, over the past five, six years, every year, they notch up uh, one or two ranks in, in the index. And so they, they have always been in the top 20, but every year they get a little bit better. Um, another example of that will be uh, countries like Thailand and, and Vietnam, uh, where they have uh, increased in the, in the rankings as well over time. And I think it's even more interesting when you go into the specific drivers, uh, out of those 15 drivers, what is it that's contributing the most to the rise of some of these countries? And so specifically, if you look at Thailand and Vietnam, uh, you can see that, that um, the majority of, 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 um, of the push upwards in the rankings come from improvements in cyber risk quality, which is all about how much effort and, and, and funding that does, the, does the country invest in, uh, in their cyber stance. This year's index adds two new measures, climate risk exposure and climate risk quality. Can you tell us about those measures and which countries rank highest in those two areas and why? You know, climate risk is something that is on the, the top of a lot of organizations' minds now. It's becoming a board level issue. And I think risk management uh, and risk managers for large organizations are increasingly being pulled in to those conversations because they have a unique view as to what of our assets are most exposed to climate risk. Um, and at the same time, I think organizations are increasingly also beginning to look at um, uh, financial disclosures for climate risk, which in some jurisdictions is being required now and other places people are doing it voluntarily. Um, and so that, that's the reason why we added those two um, drivers this year, which used, they used to be blended together as just natural hazards, but now we've split out the seismic component of those to leave us with just the climate uh, risk exposure and, and climate risk quality. And the difference between those two drivers is really the sequence with which you ask questions about climate risk. First question typically is, am I exposed to it? And then the second question is, well, what can I do about it? And what is the risk quality uh, from a climate risk standpoint in the country where I'm operating? And so I think a good example of, of how that works is, is a country like the United Kingdom, where the United Kingdom ranks 111th out of 130 for uh, climate risk exposure. And that really means that a lot of the economic activity in that country is, um, is occurring in, in places that are exposed to, to climate risk. But when you then look at the climate risk quality for the country, they actually rank 17th, which is much higher. And it means that there is a concerted effort going into um, having appropriate codes and standards for building construction and so on, adherence to those codes. And then we also overlay that with our own data that we collect from from boots on the ground, uh, engineering assessments of facilities in that country to get an understanding of how much improvement is actually happening uh, on the ground in the country. 
With respect to political risk, how is the war in Ukraine impacting resilience and cyber risk and testing the resilience of lower income countries rely on imports of food and energy? Yeah, I, I think what, one of the questions that I often get asked is about, uh, did the resilience index predict some of these geopolitical events that, that have happened around the world? Um, and I think it's important to, to note, this is not a predictive tool, it's a benchmarking tool. But when you go back and look at some of the events that have happened, uh, and see, well, what did the resilience index say about it at the time? Uh, you, there are some interesting findings. So as an example, when you look at Ukraine and Russia, um, and particularly at the political risk driver, which is all about political risk in the context of the likelihood of political violence or overthrowing of a government or war, anything along those lines, Russia um, has dropped 11 places this year to, to rank at 106. Ukraine ranks at 119th. And, uh, and is in the bottom 10% and has been there for, for, for many years. And this is part of reflection of this conflict is, even though the war started this year, the conflict goes back multiple years. Um, and then I would say both countries are also heavily dependent on energy consumption uh, to generate their economic wealth. And, and both of those countries are in the bottom 10% for, for energy intensity. Um, and I think, at the end of the day, uh, when you look at um, impact around the world in terms in terms of the war, um, in in my opinion, the countries that will fare the best are the ones that have that rank highly from uh, in, in in the resilience index. Whether we're talking about disruption for off supply chain or or um, or food supply. Penty, thanks so much for speaking with me today. Thank you so much for having me. That was Penty Tofta, Staff Senior Vice President, Data Analytics at FM Global. For AMBAS TV, I'm Lori Chortis. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AMBAS TV, AMBAS Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.